Hi, I'm Karen Cadle. Uh, I've been dealing with celebrities for almost 30 years, and it's the joy of my life. Um, there's a new website we want to send you to called CelebrityConsignments.com, and you can get all that information while you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again. This is Brian Zemrak with you, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on the latest on TV and movie DVD releases, and the latest on remakes, sequels, and upcoming movies. And of course, each week we have an interview with someone from the TV, movie, or music industry. Past guests have included everyone from Lee Majors, the $6 million man, of course, to Bob Barker, host of The Price is Right for 35 years. And you can hear those in all past interviews by going Going to On Screen and Beyond reruns page at onscreenandbeyond.com. You can hear everything from uh, three years ago when we started this uh, back in 2007. So if you want to check those out, a lot of great guests. We've had uh, some unbelievable people, and they're all right there from your favorite TV shows, movies, and music. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond, and we're going to continue to do that. And uh, today will be no exception. We have with us Karen Cadle, producer of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, remember that one, and our magazine, The Whoopi Goldberg Show, and a whole lot more. And she has started a great website for movie memorabilia fans called CelebrityConsignments.com. And she has some uh, fascinating stories to tell us, and she's going to share those with us. And uh, she's been with all the film greats, including Audrey Hepburn and more. So you want to check this one out because she's got some great stories to tell us. Also, we have an upcoming interview that will be featuring Tippi Hendren, who starred in Alfred Hitchcock's classic, The Birds. Remember that? She was also in Marnie. And if you have uh, you know, the inclination of being part of the show, you can do that because if you want, you can send a question to be asked to uh, Ms. Hendren. And all you got to do is email it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and your question might be asked on that show. So if you'd like to do that, um, if you have a question you'd like to ask her about the birds or anything like that, just uh, you know, go to our website. All the information's right there on the front page, too, and uh, you can just send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And you can get yourself your question. Please include your, your, your name and where you're from just so we can sort of tell her where, who this person is and all that. And let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, check our website, of course, onscreenandbeyond.com for updates for new guests that we'll be having. And we encourage your questions, of course. And you can uh, check often because uh, we're going to be posting these up. They may only be up uh, for a few days, and then we're going to take them down and get on to the next interview and things like that. So, you know, whenever sure when we're going to get these interviews set. So uh, you got to check often so you know when to uh, send your questions in, to, depending on who it is. And if you have a suggestion of somebody you'd like us to interview, send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. All right, uh, and another new feature on our website is going to be the top 
10 box office movies of the week. And uh, you can find out what the big movies are each week by going to On Screen and Beyond. And you can find out which movies are really doing big at the box office. And that's a new feature on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, let's see, that's about it for now. But we are going to be going into that interview with Karen Cadle shortly. But right now, we're going to move off to Remake Madness right here. Next on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, as we step into Remake Madness on episode 59 of On Screen and Beyond, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Remember that? The 60s live action and animation film that starred Don Knotts back then? Uh, and maybe headed for a remake. And there's no release date set for it at this time, but we'll keep you updated on that. I always liked that movie. And uh, they're currently filming a remake of 1978's Ice Castles. Uh, it's about a girl who has dreams of becoming a champion figure skater. And look for a 2010 release on that. And a live-action version of TV's The Jetsons is in the script-writing stage right now, according to uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, and he is the one in charge of it. So uh, they're hoping to start shooting by the end of this year. So we'll see what happens with George Jetson and his boy Elroy and daughter Judy and all that, Jane, his wife. And uh, that's uh, coming up. And uh, that's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies right here. Upcoming movies on On Screen and Beyond, Kristen Stewart of the Twilight movies is going to star as rocker Joan Jett in a biopic about Jett's life in a film currently titled The Runaways. It will also co-star Dakota Fanning, and it's looking for a 2010 release. Disney is set to make a movie about Secretariat, the 1973 Triple Crown winner. It will star Diane Ladd, and we'll keep you updated on that one. Also, J.J. Abrams has several projects in the works, including, of course, the 2011 Star Trek sequel and a Stephen King project based on King's book, The Dark Tower. That's about it for upcoming movies from On Screen and Beyond. Next, taking you down to Sequel City. Sequel City, it looks like J.J. Abrams is possibly working on a sequel number four for Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. And it looks like Saw 6 is due out in theaters on October 23rd. And rumor has it, they are, of course, working and moving ahead already on a sequel to that one. Be Saw 7, I guess. And rumors are uh, going around that a sequel to Monsters, Inc. may be in the works. So far, Pixar has stayed away from that type of thing, uh, sequels and all. But, you know, Disney is in the mix, and they're known for popping out sequels. You know, no matter what they're doing, they always seem to do that. So we'll keep you updated on that. But right now, it is listed as a 2012 release date on Monsters, Inc. 2. So we'll see what happens. Coming up next, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like August 18th, Season 1 of the FX series Sons of Anarchy will ride into stores starring Ron Perlman and Katie Siegel. And it looks like Petticoat Junction, the official second season, pulls into DVD, and it's coming out on July 7th. And on July 14th, Matlock Season 3 arrives, 
And on July 21st, Hotel the First Season with James Brolin arrives, as well as The Lucy Show, the official first season. And that's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Well, as far as movies on DVD, Beach Kings comes your way on July 14th in a film about the world of beach volleyball. And on July 28th, look for Miss March about a young man who wakes from a long coma to learn his innocent high school sweetheart has become a Playboy Playmate. August 11th, looks like it's going to bring us I Love You, Man. And on August 4th, Disney will release Race to Witch Mountain starring Dwayne Johnson. And that's about it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next, we have our interview with the producer of such shows as Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, our magazine, The Whoopi Goldberg Show. It's Karen Cadle, and she has a new website called CelebrityConsignments.com. And she's going to talk about all those things and some fascinating stories about some great Hollywood legends, including Audrey Hepburn. And it's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is a veteran television producer and director of such shows as Our Magazine, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and The Whoopi Goldberg Show. And on April 18th of this year, she launched CelebrityConsignments.com, where you are able to purchase authentic, never-before-autographed memorabilia and artworks made by some of the world's most famous celebrities. It's Karen G. Cadle. Welcome to the show, Karen. Well, thank you very much, Brian. Nice to be here. Great. Well, Karen, can you give us an idea how you actually started in the entertainment business, and we'll work into the consignment uh, in a little while. All right. Well, I first got my job uh, in the entertainment business actually through a um, employment agency really? in Los Angeles, which I don't think they have them anymore. And I went to the employment agency because I was looking for work. I was very young. And um, they said there was a job open on uh, the Don Rickles show, a variety show. And they said, do you know anything about that? And I said, no, but I, I'm happy to do it. So I actually got a job as a production assistant on a Don Rickles variety show and met so many incredible stars and then went from that to a production assistant on another show and then got the job uh, on Our Magazine, which was an eight-year run of a daytime talk show. I became the main celebrity producer for that show, producing hundreds of stars all over the world uh, during that those eight years because I also became a DGA director. So I was sent everywhere to uh, produce the biggest stars in the world, including three presidents and Prince Charles, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I produced our specials with such stars as Audrey Hepburn and Betty Davis, Doris Day, Elizabeth Taylor. 
few you might have heard of. <laughs> so it just kind of log rolled. I, I, I love the, the older stars, the ones, the legends in my mm-hmm. life. And I really focused on, on concentrating on those uh, because I found them just infinitely more interesting than the newer stars. So I became kind of known as a celebrity producer. And if you want to get hold of a legend, call Karen, hmm. which is kind of true. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm still doing. I'm still producing um, and dealing with uh, some of the greatest legends in, in, in the business still today, which I love. Yeah. Now, now we've had, you know, of course, we've had a lot of celebrities on the show, sure. and we've had um, directors and, and mm-hmm. screenwriters and everything, and but we haven't had a producer yet. And ah. some people may not know what a producer does. So can you give us sort of an idea of what the producer does? Well, it depends whether you're a producer for film um, or you're a producer for television. I have thus far been a television producer, which means uh, I can be working on a show. And as a producer, uh, let's say I will be assigned. Someone gives me a name. They give me Audrey Hepburn, and they say, we want you to produce an hour with Audrey Hepburn. Okay, great. And that's where they leave it. So then I take that jewel of an offer, and then I, then I have to decide what do I do. What, as a producer, what do I want to see? What do I want to hear? What do I want to do with Audrey? Um, so it becomes, it's a very creative position, much different than filmmaking, where producers usually are the money people. Mm-hmm. But in television, a producer actually makes the decisions on everything you see on screen. So that's, um, I got to be a producer very, very quickly yeah. in, in the world of uh, daytime television, and then and then was able to make the jump to uh, specials and uh, such like that. Yeah. They're kind of an overriding boss, yeah. you know. And I, obviously, I've had staff under me and crews and and production assistants and associate producers. But as producer, it's my choice what ends up on that screen. If you like it, then then I take credit for it. And if you don't, then I didn't have anything to do with it. No. <laughs> Producers in charge. Yeah. Now, now, on a show like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, mm. did you actually get to go to all these places where they oh, were yeah. going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never knew where I was going to be. Uh, one of the last pieces I produced was an incredible journey with uh, Lana Turner. It was the last trip of her life. So there again, the executive producer came to me and said, Lana Turner, and I go, uh-huh, Lana Turner, going to Spain uh, to receive a, a huge award over there, and we want to we want to cover the whole trip, and you're it. And I said, great, because I knew Lana very, very well. She was a friend. And uh, so I went to Spain, and every decision that was made of what to do with Lana, around Lana, went to tape with Lana, interviews with Lana, uh, there again, that's my call, and... Um, Yes, I would go to Lisbon and not know where I was. The schedule on that show was oppressive. They would send you away to a foreign city in Lisbon. You board a ship and you produce for four days a film festival at sea with five different stars. You film it. You come back uh, immediately when it's over. You edit it. And uh, and a week later, you kind of blurry as to where you were. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an amazing show, amazing formula for a show. Uh, Robin Leach was brilliant. Yeah, he really was. Yeah, he created something that has never been done again. It went on for eleven years. Wow. I wasn't uh, on it for the entire length of time, but mm. uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was amazing. You'd end up in God knows where with some star. Sometimes it was easy. Sometimes it was not. Yeah. But it was a great show. It was an it was a fabulous show to work on. It killed you. The hours were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
but the work was very, very satisfying. If you come home and create a piece out of all that footage and you like it, it's, it's, it's always felt good. And if the star liked it, I was always concerned that when I took it to show Lana Turner that she would like it. Yeah. And she did. Yeah, that's good. That was good. <laughs> now, uh, the Whoopi Goldberg show, were you with the show the entire run, or yes. you were? Yeah, it yeah. was a short run. Short run, yeah, but still, yes, I, mean, I, I know was sometimes. First, I was like, I was the last one hired, and uh, stayed on, you know, until the very end, and that was an amazing uh, list of stars. Oh yeah. Very few stars turned that show down, and there again, that was an hour of production. So when I got Elizabeth Taylor, and she said yes to me, because I had worked with her before, I had an hour to to write the interview to. What clips, what photos, what mm-hmm. what are we going to do with her? And, and, and of course, the sensitivity of Whoopi yeah. to what was she going to talk to her about? What was she willing to talk about? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an amazing show, albeit brief. It, uh, Whoopi was, uh, was fabulous. Yeah, and and, and fabulous. you wonder how... How some some shows make it and some shows mm-hmm. don't, and and you know especially with a show like that. I mean, you know, with Whoopi as the should've, the, should've the host it. and and yeah, everything. It's it's like and the guests they had. It's it's just amazing yeah, that it didn't. You know, no, it didn't. It didn't because it was late night and it was very laid back. And I think that was a that was a mistake uh, at that time. I think people wanted to see the stars. But Whoopi, Whoopi, everybody expects Whoopi. It's like expecting Robin Williams to be hysterically funny, <laughs> yeah. and he didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Whoopi was noted to be funny. Everybody expected her to be funny, and she didn't want to be funny. She just wanted to sit on a couch and talk to Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, just... And I think that that's not what people wanted to see with Whoopi. Yeah. Uh, so it was right for her, but wasn't necessarily right for the audience. So, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, they were it's expecting... the risk you take. It's choices you make, and uh, yeah, that's the nature of the business. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. And now you've also worked with presidents. You were saying, and I have. Now, how I've how been... is that? That must be difficult. I would imagine. Well, it's it's very. My boss, my executive producer on our magazine, came to me one day, and he said, "I have good news and bad news." And I said, "Oh, okay, let's go." <laughs> he said, "The good news is that uh, you're going to go to New York." and you're going to direct your first multi-camera shoot. And I went, oh, my God, great, in a studio with a guest. And I hadn't done that. I'd just been on remotes all over the world mm-hmm. with, with a camera. I had never been in a studio with a three-camera shoot. And he said, are you all right with that? I said, yeah, perfect. I love it. I love the opportunity. Thank you. And he said, okay. I said, what, what, what's the bad news? He said, your first multi-camera shoot is with President Carter. Wow. And I said, you mean President of the United States? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Gee. well, okay. So, of course, you have to go through FBI check, and you have to do all of that. And I was a nervous oh, wreck. Yeah. Even though I knew the shoot was simple, it's just an interview. It's, like, not too difficult. Mm-hmm. But it was the president. Right, yeah. And uh, this is a story I love to tell. I was out on the floor, and I was really being very efficient. And I had on my suit, you know, I was being a director. And I had on a badge, and he came over to me, President Carter, and he said, "Are you, you're Karen? You're the director?" And I said, "Yes, yes, Mr. President." He said, "Well, I'm going to go get a sweet roll. Do you want something?" <laughs> I went, "What?" He said, "Do you want a sweet roll?" I went, "Uh, it was like one of those moments of right. okay." <laughs> and the Secret Service were standing all around, and 
And I said, you're, you are asking, you want to get me a right. seat roll? He said, yeah, don't you want one? I said, okay. Are you kidding? I would never have said no. And he said, I'll go get it. I said, well, I, I can get it. I, why about I get you a sweet roll? He said, no, 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 I'm going over there. Well, he marches over. He said, you want coffee? I went, I'm like, uh, uh, okay. So <laughs> it was one of those memories I will oh, forever yeah. be ingrained when the President of the United States got me a sweet roll and brought it back and said, here you go. And I went, thank you, Mr. Well, I mean, you know, they're Great. just the Why person. Not? I mean, you know, really, when it comes right down to it. Uh, oh, heaven. But, but uh, that's the night when you drive home or you go back to your hotel and go, the president got me a sweet roll. Right. <laughs> well, that was good. That was excellent. <laughs> I've had a lot of those, what I call moments, Jeez. where I stop and, and get them. And, you know, you stop and take yourself out of the picture for a minute and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, now, this is a moment. As far as the celebrities you've you've dealt with, is, mm. was there ever any one that you were just in total awe of? And, yes. and you were absolutely and, one. And, who would that be? That'd be Audrey Hepburn. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've worked with everybody. I mean, I've worked with the biggest stars in the world. I mean, those kind of stars that most people would go, "Oh my God, you worked with Elizabeth oh. Taylor and Doris Day and Betty Davis." And, yeah, and Sophia Loren, and yeah. Stewart, and Paul Newman. Jeez. Yeah, all of them, Robert Redford. But the one who made me crazy, in a good way, was uh, Audrey. Because when you grow up in, in loving this business, and the movies, and you're a little girl, and, and you're watching the screen, and you you just are captivated by this creature. Right, yeah. And you have all of her movies, and you never think that you're going to necessarily be in the business, and then all of a sudden someone is saying to you, you're going to produce an hour with Audrey Hepburn. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Great. And I remember driving over to meet her for the first time. I was a wreck. I can a imagine. wreck. Uh, it's the first time a star had ever had that uh, effect on me, because I'd worked with everybody, and I mm -hmm. thought I was very cool. Yeah. But I was, I was a wreck. I was absolutely shaking. And when I walked in the room at the hotel, she came up and introduced herself to me. She said, I'm Audrey Hepburn. I went, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was speechless. Yeah. Just, and then I was able to work with her a second time. And I never got over that awe. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just, she was enchanting. She was something out of, I don't know, I just couldn't. And it, it happened with everybody who met her, I might add. Yeah, I can, well, I can imagine. She just you had can't, to... uh, when she taped at the studio, of course, every friend I had was begging, please, can I come, please, can I come, please, can I meet Audrey? And of course, I didn't blame them at all. And so, and every single person has the same effect about Audrey. She was, she was perfect. Yeah. She was just angelic in heaven. Yeah, just her, her aura is just... Her aura, <laughs> she has an aura. She's like, a, I don't know, I, and it seems ridiculous to say because I've worked with everybody, but, right, yeah. but nobody had the essence of Audrey. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, so that was that was the one, and there have been others that have affected me that I was thrilled uh, to be able to work with. Mm -hmm. But um, and I and I go into those days going, oh, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm going to spend the day with Jimmy Stewart. That's got to be good. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or Catherine Hepburn or whoever or Cary Grant for God's sake. Wow. I was speechless with with Cary. Hmm. That was another one who just, and of course, with Audrey too. That both of them were. Yeah. Did either one of them get you coffee? In a, in a I, uh, who would remember? <laughs> no, I remember I got I got Audrey coffee. I do, I do remember that. I got her anything she wanted. I would have, you know, and Carrie right. too, quite yeah. frankly. But my, Jeez. they 
both of those people had a had a had an essence that was bigger than life. I mean, most stars are, mm-hmm. but you still have to deal with them on a very personal and yeah re- real level. But they those two were just bigger than well. It seems like the bigger than life. The actors from their you know. I shouldn't say their time, but you know, no. I mean, uh, further, you know, back in the the forties mm. and thirties and fifties, yeah, sure. just just had a, <laughs> I don't know, they a, have, they're different. They believe me, an elegance about them, them. And they have, they haven't something. My, I kind of call her my adopted mother because she told me to call her mom, and I've known her since nineteen eighty three. Is Joan Fontaine? She's kind of my mm-hmm. mom, adopted mom, if you will. And uh, they do have an essence, some of them, that is, that is unlike today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of that had to do with the studio system and right, keeping the, sure. the image very clean and mysterious. I mean, they were such icons on the screen that you right. never really thought of them as human. And today you see all of our big stars, you know, in the Inquirer and the Star going to the market and right. looking like... Uh, <laughs> You know, the picture's caught on the beach. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That would never have happened with Audrey. Yeah. Or any of those stars. It just it just wasn't to be. So so I kind of like going back, and I like the uh, the stars of the past. Yeah. Some, Much some, more interesting to me. Yeah, well, when we, we interview different people, we've had some, you know, like Cliff Robertson. and, and uh-huh, things. It was just sure. like, I mean, uh, he was just so fascinating to talk yeah. to. You know, the story. Of course, they have more stories to tell too. Oh, so. well, they do, but they have. It's just I don't know. I don't know really what the difference is. I one of my best friends is Esther Williams um, mm-hmm. today, and um, years ago had to be fifteen. 20, I don't know how many years ago. Fifteen years ago, she had a slumber party at her house, and she said, "You want to come?" I said, "To a slumber party? Yeah, of course I do." I don't even care who's going to be there. So she said, well, we'll go swim. We'll have dinner. It's just girls, just us girls. And I went, okay. So I went over, and the slumber party was with Gloria DeHaven, Esther Williams, June Allison, and me. Wow. A slumber party (laughs) with the girls. I mean, heaven in the hot tub at 2 in the morning. You want to hear stories? I can imagine. (laughs) Especially all those girls, because they're all MGM babies. Yeah, yeah. And the stories were just... uh, (sighs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At one time, I had the opportunity to meet somebody who you know very well, I believe, uh, Tony Curtis. Oh, uh, yeah. And and I met Tony, and I was with him quite a bit. And um, mm-hmm. but we went to a, a place where he he was doing a speech, uh-huh. and you could hear a pin drop. I mean, there were uh-huh. hundreds of people yeah. in there, and everybody wanted to hear every single oh, word gosh, he you said. Hang on it. Oh, hang yeah. on every word, because they have such stories, and there's so much to say. I just got, I just returned from London for the second time in two months. The first trip I took over um, Ernest Borgnine and George Kennedy and Joan Collins, and I was able to arrange through the British Film Institute to pay tribute to George and to Ernie on two separate nights. 
They were spectacular evenings. Mm-hmm. I, can I mean, talk about a pin drop. Yeah. They screened one of their movies. Um, they screened Cool Hand Luke for George on one night, and then they screened Marty for Ernest Borgnine on the second night. And then at the end of the film, to this packed house on both nights, they would say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Ernest Borgnine. Well, just fabulous. Mm-hmm. And the, the appreciation and the applause was astounding. And people hung on every story. Because they worked with every, everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, George Kennedy's stories about Audrey from Charade, where I was hanging on every word because I didn't know, um, I had never heard him talk about Audrey. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's ever worked with her was, had, has, has a story. Yeah. And they're all the same. She was one of a kind. Just amazing. So person. it was wonderful to hear, and I've heard most of the stories because I've, I've worked a lot with, with most of these people. But uh, they're they're endlessly interesting about oh. their own perceptions of the business. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to today's star, who I I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> not there yet. Well, maybe another twenty, thirty years they they may. <laughs> yeah. Get to that maybe. point. But I I do think that the legends, as we call them, yes, will never happen again. Yeah. And there will not be another Audrey. There will not be another Cary Grant. There will not be another Spencer Tracy. I I do believe that. Yeah. And I'm working with PBS now to develop a Legends special, a documentary, which I'm insisting that if they want to do it, they need to do it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we don't have that many That's right. Left. Yeah, that's and true. And we need to grab them while they're still able to recount the memories we like to hear. So right, yeah. Working on it, working on it. Yes. <laughs> and then I just got back again from London a few days ago with Tony Curtis, um, too, so, and he did a, a tribute at the British Film Institute, and it's just an amazing response. Oh, lovely. sure. It's great. Yeah. Lovely. We like it. So, and speaking of legends, um, your celebrityconsignment.com. Uh, yes, brand new. You, you have, legends. You have I a know. lot of legends. I decided <laughs> that since um, there, was, there was so many legends in my life, um, that I would begin to, with my, uh, with my partners, which is diamoreentertainment.com. Um, uh, that we would collect from a lot of the stars in my life, begin to collect and create a website where we could offer their art or their memorabilia or, you know, whatever it is. And so we have just launched that, and it is celebrityconsignments.com with an S, consignments. And we have Joan Collins, who I went over to her house. She went through her closet, pulled out 10 of her original fashions from Dynasty. Wow. Fabulous. <laughs> And uh, we had such fun. She's pulling them out, and I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, that's fabulous. And then you you go online, and and you can click on, like, this is wonderful orange organza blouse. And we actually found uh, a clip of her wearing the blouse in a a cat fight with Linda Evans. Oh, really? And it's on YouTube, but we now have it on our site. Uh, When you click on the blouse, you'll see the cat fight. It's fabulous. I mean, it's hysterical. (laughs) So we have Joan, we have the art of Tony Curtis, and we're getting some new G. Clays from him shortly that will be exclusive to our site. George Kennedy, God love him, uh, has given us uh, his leather-bound original scripts, eight of them, from his films, the, his working scripts, including Cool Hand Luke and Dirty Dozen. Yeah. So that's pretty wonderful. Richard Chamberlain, yeah. is. Uh, we have his art as, we, as well as the art of Phyllis Diller and uh, Dwayne Hickman. Yep. So it's it's really fun to to work with the stars and, and involve them. 
and we're taping pieces with each of the stars that are on the site. We already have taped pieces with Phyllis up on the site and with George Kennedy. Day after tomorrow, we're taping with Richard Chamberlain here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And the next week with uh, Rich Little. Oh, Rich, yes. He's going to give us uh, ten of his iconic uh, charcoal images of the stars, of mm-hmm. which he does all the voices for each of them. Oh, yes. he's So, he's yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's fun to work with the stars, and it's great to have the fans have an opportunity for something that's really authentic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. People can actually go there and know that, trust that it, it's you know, oh, the real it thing. And, and, nowadays. They'll see clips, and they'll see clips of the actual stars with the items, so they know yeah. that they're, they're real. And we also have auto, uh, autographed 8x10s that all the stars have, have given us that are quite wonderful, oh. too, up on the site under, under the autograph link. Yeah, so some people... So my, are my partners and webmaster, who's David Dial, uh, has done a brilliant job and uh, really proud of it. We're just beginning, so it's a learning process, but great for fans because, there, you know, there's so many fakes now. Yes, I know, that's the trouble. Online, as far as autographs and memorabilia, it's just uh, it's a shame. So that's why we're trying to put them on tape so that they themselves can authenticate it. Right, yeah. You know, like Phyllis with her art. She talks about every piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Jeez. That's... Speaking of legends. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> She's Jeez. So, that, that's... so it's been very exciting um, to to get that ready to up online, and, and it is. It is up now. So now, this, like the, that out. the scripts, you said they were the actual working scripts that yeah. George Kennedy used. Now, are yeah, there notes script. on there, too, that they took while There's they were... There's some notes and underline, and he'll circle his character name. And, wow. Yeah, and they're beautifully leather-bound. And, and what he's also added, and you'll see the clip I, that I do with him online, I do a brief interview with him. Uh, he has added uh, in the front of, of the scripts uh, a personal thought or memory about mm-hmm. that filming of that particular movie, wow. be it the star, be it the co-star, or something that just uh, affected him personally about making the film. So it's really nice. You not only get the working script uh, from George, but you get uh, a little bit of his memory wow, of it as good. well, which is yeah. a real bonus. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's like a piece of history. Not, well, it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, it's, Definitely. Yeah. That Cool Hand Luke script is oh, yeah. a real piece of history, because he won the Academy Award for that, yeah. as we may know. Yeah as the best uh, supporting actor. Uh-huh. So, and everybody has their favorites. You know, there are a lot of fans. I, I do a lot of autograph shows all over the world. And uh, I've taken George to, to several, and uh, the lines are endless. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. For this Jeez. man. Yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of amazing work, Mr. Kennedy, Absolutely. as have, as has uh, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. And we're working with him now, and he may be giving us something quite special. Yeah, wow. So nice. it's uh, very... They're just great. I just uh, enjoy them a lot, and uh, I think they should be paid tribute to while we still have them. That's right, yeah. and You know, not wait. Yeah, <laughs> and that's <laughs> the, the, the premise behind my show is what we've been doing is uh, we've been concentrating on a lot of the actors who are, you know, have been around for a long time yeah. and, and just have so many stories to tell, and, and people want to hear them. So. Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, I know the young people don't aren't familiar with some of the stars, but uh, but there's a huge audience out there. That's why I would love this PBS series to be done, this documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they have a lot. It's not only about the, their memories of the movies, because that's, that's great. But they've, they've, they've all experienced so much in their life. That's why I love spending time with them. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't become about the movie. It's become about 
their life and their losses and their and a lot of them have been through hell. Oh yeah. I mean, though they had it very good and they were very big stars, they've they've had the same problems and, and things in life that, that everybody has. Yeah. They've divorced and uh, lost children and and uh, you know it's been a Doris Day had some very bad times. Yeah. Where the men in her life managed to take everything from her. Hmm. And, and the fans so they're endlessly fascinating with the life lessons that they have learned. And yeah. I think that's what's interesting. And the fans always think that, you know, it's just all glamour for them yeah. all the time. No, and, it's not. You know, unfortunately, it's it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not at all. And when you spend time with them, a really intimate time, when you go and stay with them at mm-hmm. their houses, and you live with them for a few days, and you travel with them, you you really you really get to know the the person. Yeah. And most of the public never gets to really see that. Yeah. Because they have to put on such a, a face when they're out in public sometimes. Oh, yeah. Be, you know, and rightly so. But in those intimate moments, it can be very uh, very lonely for a lot of the major stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they didn't really learn how to develop friends. Everybody yeah. wanted to be their friend. Right, right, yeah. And you don't know who to trust. And, and you that. don't know who to trust. And that's why a lot of them that I've dealt with didn't really have any friends. Girlfriends, some of the stars like June Allison, who I was very very close to, she didn't have any really good girlfriends. Hmm. She said, "I I don't know. Everybody wants to be my friend." Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so how would you? How do you know? Yeah. It's true. Hmm. And how do you know? I don't. I don't know that there's an answer to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they stay very closed in, like Lana too. Lana was very very closed in the last twenty years of her life. Oh, that's too bad. Well, it is. It is too bad it, it, that they see themselves as having to project some image that, if, if they don't show that image, that people aren't going to like them anymore or something. And it's it's absurd. But that's the old school. You have to look perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and especially the stars who came from such beauty. Right. Yeah. The ladies who were so gorgeous yeah. and on the screen, and you know, as they get older, in their seventies or eighty, you know. Life happens. Yep. That's right. Sometimes it's not easy to, to handle. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. But those are those are much more interesting to me. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And than some of the young young stars. I don't know where the young stars will be going. I don't know if we're going to create legends anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's. I mean, with all the things they they are doing when they're very young, <laughs> it's like you know yeah. you don't have the same awe of the person. <laughs> No, no, you can't because everything they do is now with with internet and YouTube yeah. and TMZ and yeah. and Entertainment Tonight and, yeah. and Access High. I mean, they can't they can't be private. Right. Yeah. They and, can't. They can't. And, and sometimes that, they can't that didn't handle exist it. back when Elizabeth Taylor was young. Yeah. And you you held these these people in, in kind of a I mean whoever saw footage or anything of Audrey Hepburn. Right. Yeah. With her kids or with going to the market. I mean, it's not going to happen. It yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. There's no paparazzi following their every move. Oh, can't imagine Now that. there is. Yep, yeah. They can't So it's breathe. just a different time, and so I'm just doing everything. Every day, Everything I do is to try and recapture some of that that time lost, which is so great. And yeah. the movies will hold up forever. Oh, yeah. And, the, and We'll have the movies forever, which is, thank God. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, which is good. Yeah. Yep. And the people you have... At the celebrity consignments is uh, is it's you know start. these are some really it's a start. Oh, we'll have a lot more. I'm sure as you go along, it'll just keep yeah, increasing. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, they're they're uh, 
I mean, if you had a dinner table, I mean, just think about it. If you had a dinner table and at that dinner was, you know, Elizabeth Taylor and Tony Curtis, you think there wouldn't be stories? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a dinner I want to go to. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's great, and it's, and it's still nice to have feelings when you meet them about, if, if there's work of theirs that you've really admired and been a fan of, it's it's like Richard Chamberlain we're taping with the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, who didn't love the Thornbirds? The Thornbirds, and, and I mean, even going back into the yeah, 60s, the Dr. Kildare and everything, it's like... Yeah, it's, it's a treat. I mean, I have girlfriends today who are going, ah, Richard Chamberlain, oh my God. Yeah, Shogun. I, said, I know, the Thornbirds. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done so much, oh. <laughs> and, and you know everything was just so big. It's yeah, yeah, with the Shogun, and uh, so it's still a treat to to get up in the morning. Oh, goody, I get to go tape with Richard. Oh boy, yeah, that's a lot more interesting to me than working in a bank. Or right, something. yeah, <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, that's for sure. Gee. Yeah, so it's it's really been, uh, and I have uh, co-written, if you will, a, a script. It was written originally by a brilliant writer. But uh, now there is some interest in doing the movie um, out of Spain. And I had it written specifically for legends. The actresses who play the leads have to be actresses who are noted to be legends in, really? the, in the American film industry or, or European. Yeah. Yeah, so it's great. And they're very, very interested in it because Spain takes an interest in that kind of thing, hmm. whereas America really doesn't. See, now, that, to me, that would be a, mo- you know, a movie with, uh, you know, and they've sort of done that with, like, uh, when they had uh, Jack Lemmon and w- Walter Matthau. Yeah, and grumpy, sure. You know, Grumpy Old Men and yeah, uh, you know, Sophia. I mean, yeah, yeah different... but not the not the same, not the same. Right. I mean, they. I mean, if they took a movie and took all these actors who you know have done so much over the years and uh-huh. just put them all into a movie. Oh, fun. I, I mean, I realize the the young the young young people would not probably care, but right. th- there's still an audience out there that's humongous that is oh, looking a for audience. a film like that. I think so, and Spain thinks so, but I'm not sure the producers here, because the problem with a lot of the producers in this country is they are young. Mm -hmm. And I've had to go in on auditions with some of the legends, if you will, who had to audition, and the casting director doesn't know who they are. Yeah, I know. And that's (laughs) frightening. It makes you wonder. I mean, here's somebody who's in the movie business, and they don't know who they are. they don't know the movies. It's like, (laughs) are you in the movie business? (laughs) I had a call once, and somebody was interested in, in auditioning June Allison, but they didn't know who she was. And I said, well, then you shouldn't be in the business. Yeah. I've... I'm sorry, but I look her up. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not patient with those people. Yeah, no, no, I don't blame you. It's, it's, it's like, you know, these people, they, you know, <laughs> they're, they're legends. How can you? They're, well, they made the business. They yeah. are the business. Yeah. They were the cornerstone i mean i said to esther the other day i said you know you that you were it yeah there was never another esther williams there was never never oh, a, yeah. another swimmer heck my swimming pool is named after her. well thank you <laughs> hello and all of us who were young i remember when i was 14 or 13 uh we had a pool it was the only pool we ever had but i thought i was mm-hmm. esther williams yeah i yeah. mean i would i would put on little water shows 
in the backyard, and of course, who would I be? Yeah, but Esther Williams. Yeah, well, the, 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 like I say, the pool, my pool, the first pool we put in was an Esther, was Williams, an Esther pool. Williams pool. You know, and I they, mean, well, <laughs> yeah, she was. So the, the first night that Esther called me and said, "What are you doing? Are you want to come over for some dinner?" And I said, "Sure." It's the first night I'd ever been over there for dinner, and I went over. And at two o'clock in the morning, I'm in the pool with. Esther. <laughs> Esther Williams. Jeez. That was another moment where oh, I, yeah. I swam over to the side and sat on the steps going, oh boy. <laughs> wow. Okay, I got it. That now, was a moment. Now, I can picture her swimming. I, I'm sure she didn't, but I mean, you know, doing her yeah, swimming routine. Yeah, doing her routine. strokes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, really. And of course, then we've, I, we've, I've been over and swam with Esther Williams many, 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 many times. Yeah. But, and, and I try to imitate her and she laughs and rolls her eyes but um but yeah those are those are quite there's never going to be another esther williams yeah oh, geez. you know hmm. never was never will be again yeah yeah so we need to treasure these a little bit but uh, that's why i try to work with as many as i can yeah well karen this this has been fascinating uh oh, good you know you. uh this is, is exactly what we like to hear stories of, yeah, about well, different a lot things of them. And um, we wish you luck with CelebrityConsignments.com. Yeah, tell everybody to go to CelebrityConsignments.com. Yeah. And, uh, some wonderful things from great stars who also have other interests in life, too. They're artists, and they're, they're wonderful, just wonderful. Yeah. So well, I think they'll enjoy it. Yes, yes. And what I'll do is I'll put a link on our site. Okay, uh, So people can link to yours. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, so people out there... Uh, who listen to our show will will head over when they hear hear this interview. They can uh, yeah, just by click all on means, it. and uh, they can also go to my um, my own website, which is KarenCadleInternational.com. Mm-hmm. We'll be linking to both sides and kind of keeping up to date with what I'm doing with the legends. Great, yeah, legends in my life. Yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Karen. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And we want to thank Karen Cadle very much for taking the time to talk with us about uh, her past and about her new website, CelebrityConsignments.com. Now we're going to have a link so you can get to the, her website and you can see uh, some very big name legends, movie legends with uh, different products that they've, uh, paintings and, and, and memorabilia that they have and uh, all sorts of stuff it's very very interesting and they have everything from you know autographed pictures to uh, full-fledged paintings that these people have done uh, scripts leather bound scripts that they they have and uh, all sorts of stuff really neat stuff check it out celebrityconsignments.com and that's karen Cadle's site and uh, let's see, want to remind you that we have an upcoming show that's going to feature Tippi Hendren, who starred in Alfred Hitchcock's classic, The Birds. If you have any questions that you would like to, you know, ask Tippi, then all you got to do is send us an email with that question to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And your question might make it into that interview. So uh, if you'd like to do that, we'd uh, really enjoy that. So go ahead and send it to us. And uh, also remember to check our website often because we're going to do this every once in a while. And uh, when we have an interview that's coming up, we will put up a notice on our website and we will let you know that who that person is. And if you have a question you'd like to ask them, just send us an email, okay? But you got to keep checking the site only because we never know when we're going to get these interviews. And uh, the scheduling might come in between 
uh, each podcast. So we might not be able to tell you about it. You might have to just go to the website and see about it. Okay, so we may put it up for a few days, do the interview, and whatever we have for questions, we'll we'll use um, as many as we can. So uh, please keep them short and uh, tell us who you are and also where you're from, so we uh, just can let the person know who uh, who's asking the question. And we'll see what we can do about getting your question on. So this time, it is Tippi Hendren, like I said, who starred in The Birds. If you have not seen the classic Alfred Hitchcock film, The Birds, you have got to see it. I know they're talking about making a remake, and we're probably going to ask her about that, see if she knows anything about it. Uh, But um, you can uh, ask your questions. Just send them to us, feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And also remember to check the website, because each week we'll be featuring the top 10 box office movies of the week. And it's right here on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next week, we're taking you down to the 4077 MASH with Mike Farrell right here on On Screen and Beyond. He was BJ Honeycutt. Be sure to join us for that next week right here on On Screen and Beyond. Until then, this is Brian Zimmerich saying take care. (laughs) 